All right, welcome to the back porch. I'm your host, Josh Stewart. Along with me is my brother, Stephen Stewart. Hey, hey. And today we have Patrick O'Connor in studio with us. Hello. He just uh, he just recorded an EP, and um, he's been out supporting it here as of late. Uh, so how, you've been playing in Nashville a little bit, I heard, like last weekend, maybe you were down there? Yeah, uh, Memphis and Nashville both. The reception to original music kind of varies by location. For so, sure. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure it does. Uh, you, so you recorded that with here with us at North Star. I did. Um, it's the first you, time I was in a studio. Yeah, right on. Mm-hmm. Well, you you didn't act like it. <laughs> uh, he had his parts all ready to go. He, he kind of uh, he had sat down and really worked it out. So when he came in, it, it didn't take much time at all. Thank you. Forget how many vocal retakes we needed there in the well, beginning. Well, you know that's just part of it. <laughs> Absolutely. Every uh, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're never not going to run into that. Um, did uh, any regrets uh, recording here? No, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, come on with it. Now. Not on the spot, guys. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. No, I loved yeah. it. I actually, I uh, have been planning a couple of songs to come back in here and, and do awesome. some demos awesome. on. So, yeah. Right on, right on. We look forward to it. I think people are always surprised when they hear the album. <clears throat> you know, there's kind of a a little bit of a stigma with local music. And so um, either the quality of the studio itself or the quality of the musician. And so when people hear the album, I think they're a little surprised on both ends. Right. So, I mean, that says a lot for what you guys do here. Right on. Appreciate that. Yeah, it was a a fun album to work on. You know, um, you brought all kind of layers in. Uh, I think you brought your dad in to play violin. And uh, um, let's see, we brought Will Cashagro from Cooper the Band in to, to do drums phenomenal drummer um sent it off to a buddy of yours um i can't remember his name at the moment Corey emerson Corey yeah. emerson that's right to do the bass fantastic so, job Corey is a friend of mine we go way back um back to our college days we were i think i was the only person that lived in our circle that wasn't in the band and by band i mean like college band right not, a, right. not the band band um and so we had by the way, I don't know if you guys know anybody that was in the band in college, but those are the wildest people on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't need fraternity parties. That place was, yeah. That apartment was always interesting. But uh, Corey's a phenomenal bass player and a better person. And um, we played in a little trio called Dry County when we lived in Jonesboro. Didn't play a whole lot of places, but the third part of the trio was Ashley McBride, who is very much doing big things in Nashville. Um, so yeah, it was, it was, that's really where I fell in love with songwriting. Where'd you go to school? That was at Arkansas State University in Jonesboro. Okay. Yeah. Right on. Literally a dry county. You, uh, (laughs) you, you also had, uh, what was it? Christina Warren. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Christina sing backup vocals. Right. I was like, man, this is like a a Jackson super group. Yeah. I mean, you brought in all kinds of talent to, to to finish the album and it reflects it. I mean, it, yeah, it, for sure. All the musicianship was, was stellar and easy to work with. Um, so thanks to those people who aren't here. It'd have been cool if we could have gotten like a full band set up, but we're not that big yet. We yeah, just have to cool. do acoustic. Yeah. <laughs> how, so how was, how was getting your dad in the studio to, to work on a project? It was interesting because, um, he played music for a long time that he played music for a living when I was growing up. And so, um, I was a little, I don't know how much time he had spent in a studio. So I was a little nervous about, you know, what it was going to be like, how he was going to be able to, to kind of fit the groove of music that maybe he wasn't used to playing. Um, so yeah, it was, but it, it was good and it was really special to have him here. Yeah, he did a phenomenal job. I mean, we were able to actually, you know, it wasn't like, uh, the expectation was like, okay, this guy, you know, his dad, he, he's doing his, you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, there's a word for like, that, like a familial favor. <laughs> yeah, something like as such. Uh, and uh, but I mean, he came in and he was he he said, "Little delay here, cut out the mid, add this," and he knew exactly what he wanted, and it sounded great. Yeah. Once, when I did that, it was like he he knew what he wanted. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. Uh, really put that put a touch to those songs. I mean, uh, they're pretty drenched anyway, but that helped it. You know, mm-hmm. it was a pleasure working with you so with your next couple of songs coming up are, are you planning another ep or you have maybe a full length or just releasing them as singles or i you know i don't know but it it's really hard I, I feel like from a career standpoint you know i'm pretty stable with what i do full time and i don't think that i'm interested in being the guy that's on the road and traveling you know family <clears throat> the family stuff is really important you know with with the songwriting thing 
it's difficult to kind of be halfway in, you know, and as much as I enjoy playing local places, and especially if you can find a place that is tuned into original music, that's really where my passion is. Um, at, at my release party that I had, it was having a room full of people that were there to hear music was, it was just a feeling like I hadn't really felt before. It was very different from the idea of playing a, a tavern, not necessarily the, the tavern, but a tavern at midnight when nobody really cares what's going on. It's just background noise. And um, so that, for me, that's where, that's really where um, things come together. So in terms of doing another EP, um, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to go that direction or if it's going to be just doing some demos and trying to be more of a songwriter, which is kind of what I feel is happening. Even though I still want to play, I feel like the professional focus will be on songwriting. Yeah, there's many approaches to being involved in songwriting, music, whatever, you know, and I think it benefits everybody around you when you actually figure out your direction, you know, kind of early on. You don't have to meander about. So, uh, what's the first song you're gonna you gonna play play for us, or what's what's on the agenda here? What are we doing? Well, I was told that we were gonna talk about aliens and UFOs at some point. Oh, yeah. Well, that, well look, you, you don't get him started. Look, I'm telling you. <laughs> I, okay. I just saw Stephen's eyes light up. <laughs> yeah. the, the the most fun, you're wearing a NASA shirt. I mean, yeah. this might be appropriate. I, I almost I almost said, did you wear that shirt for the cameras? I did. Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that shirt. But uh, yeah, don't get me started, man. Well, you won't play for another hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. <laughs> is that the after the after show? Maybe we can work on that. Yeah. We... So the uh, the first song I'm going to do is called "Surely No." It's one of the songs from the album. It's also one of the songs that I think the fiddle uh, brings a lot to. I, I mean, I heard the melody in my head, but it, you know, when it came out, when I actually was able to put the headphones in, hear it, it was so much better than what I thought it was going to be, and I thought it was going to be good. Um, so that song actually has gotten probably the most attention from any of the songs from the album. And it was a finalist recently for the song of the year with Memphis Songwriters Association. So I, I went down and we played, uh, me and seven other finalists and it was, it was a lot of fun. It, it was a very small venue. It was packed and everybody was there for original music and it was special. So play us surely no. Okay. You you got it. Here it goes. When I'm sleeping in my bed The world keeps spinning around At least a thousand miles an hour But I don't notice I'm laying on moving ground When I'm standing on a mountain Staring out at the world around You'd probably think that I could see Everything I want to be But it's nowhere to be found And how long do I wait for you? How far does a valley have to go? How abandoned is the trail I have to use Before I find a little peace Find a peace that I could surely know and Even when I come back down From a temporary high Just to find that I still roam In this world, it's not my home It feels better than goodbye How long do I wait for you? And how far does a valley have to go? How abandoned is the trail I have to use Before I find a little peace Find a peace that I could surely know
better love is not the one that never leaves It's the one that makes you go You can't spend your whole life living in between Cause you'll never really know How long do I wait for you? How far does a valley have to go? How abandoned is the trail I have to use Before I find a little peace Find a peace that I could surely know Good Thanks. song. I appreciate that, guys. So you've you been playing guitar a while, or uh... yeah, I started playing when I was thirteen. Okay, okay. so yeah. yeah, it's nothing new for you. No, and he, you know the thing, my dad is a really good fiddle player, obviously phenomenal fiddle player, and I, he's always wanted me to play the fiddle. And but I remember when I was younger, um, listening to him play, and I always had the thought that like I'm never going to be that good, and I think that's really why I was drawn to guitar is because I wanted to kind of have my own thing. I didn't always want to be the guy that's not quite as good as him on right. fiddle, you know. No, I understand. And so um, I started playing guitar when I was younger, and I still mess around with the fiddle a little bit, but you guys will never hear it because it's awful. <laughs> um, it, it's fun, but it's not fun. I've always wanted to. Always I have a couple fiddles, yeah. I just don't, I don't play them a whole lot. And, um, so yeah, it's, for me, playing guitar has been you know, a 20 year project at this point. So, yeah. You have how many new songs that you were talking, you said you have? I, probably five or six total that I have ideas for. Um, one of them my wife really likes, but I haven't yet found the venue to play it in. It's a little bit, not PG-13. Okay. Um, it, so one of the lines says, um, use my mouth for better things than being heard. Right, right, so, right, right, yeah. right. So I'm like, well, I have to scan the crowd first and figure out if I can sing this song. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah, just do like we do and make it almost impossible to come see us unless you're 21. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not because of anything we say. It's just because of the way Steve acts on stage. I could just mumble. No, through it too. no, it's not the way I act on stage. It's, it's because it's because I'm so much. It's so much easier. I, half the time, I end up booking our shows or always over the over the years you know because i'd get out and go do a lot of these little acoustic shows and whatnot and i get shows booked for us and it was always at a 21 and up bar you know like i just took it took a while before we actually started having many um all age shows all age shows and you know put on yeah. our on, our, on much of a regular basis mm -hmm. i'm actually playing at ricochet speaking of local places here in a okay. couple of weeks and um have you guys played at that place before we have yes yeah, yeah. It's an acoustic uh, Thursday night venue that they're doing. In a, okay. Is, is it out back? Are you going to be out back? Or I think it's inside. inside. Okay. It'll be inside sure probably inside. for the week, during the, on the week. Uh, yeah, we had our CD release party out there. Um, and uh, it was out in the in the back, back there. And we had like 15 bands on the show. <laughs> no, no. Felt like we had We had like six. They were all worth it. Six or seven. Oh, that's awesome. I think. Yeah. But it was it was really cool. We, it, the styles varied i remember you saying the turnout for that was really good wasn't yeah, it yeah it actually ended up being pretty good i mean i had never been out there before that and you know like i go out there one day and i'm like oh okay it's just a little bar you know and then i go out back i'm like oh there's more you know like an outdoor venue you know with uh i mean they they did what you know like brought some some beer trucks and stuff out there and whatnot and you had me a beer truck yeah yeah, yeah there you go it was like it was like a you know it wasn't a festival. I mean, right. of course, it was just it was a city release party, but it kind of had that that vibe, that feel. Uh, a lot of you know, a lot of bands, and and it turned out well.
you know, and they do a lot for the scene, really. I mean, they they put on a lot of shows out there. Yeah, they do. Uh, if 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 anyone listening likes to see, you know, what's going on in in your area as far as bands who are uh, up and coming, who have like you know new songs that that they want to show people and whatnot, they a lot of times they're they're doing them out there at Highway Seventy. Of course, there are are other venues that that other bands are doing and playing in Jackson for sure, um, but these guys you know they're they're they've been up and coming for the past year or so yeah yeah a lot of the ones that everybody knows about are kind of traditional you know they've been around a while but these places have have not necessarily well i'm excited because they definitely encouraged original music yes that's right um, on this you know this particular show so So in the next song that's coming up i kind of told excuse me i'm dealing with some allergies this week and i don't normally have allergies It's, it's not a lot of fun i'm with you on that so the next song that I'm going to do is called The Fire and the Rain, and uh, there's kind of a cool story behind it that I wanted to tell. Um, so I had a dream about this song, and in this in this dream, it was very vivid. We were at a lakeside resort kind of place, and there was a song contest going on, and my little brother, who is, who is a singer, he just not, I wouldn't call him a musician, um, but he's a singer. Uh, he loves to sing. He, he gets up on stage and does this original song and just kills it and wins the competition. And I remember in the dream, I'm he came and sat down at the table and I said, if you're, if you're going to be better at me than music, I guess I'm going to have to start playing video games or something. Cause I've got to, <laughs> I've got to be good at something. Uh, I got to be better than you at something. And, uh, but anyways, I woke up and I, I couldn't remember the song, but I remembered two lines of the chorus and, um, it, it those two lines, I wrote them down and I, I knew that I had to make a song out of this. I had to rewrite it. And this song is not the song that was in the dream but you know it's inspired by it and um no matter what he tells you he claims to be a co-writer for this song uh, <laughs> but on paper it's just me so um so you guys want to hear it yes absolutely okay so here's here's the fire in the rain there's a part of me that wants to say i love you And a part of me that wishes that I could And the only thing that's keeping me from trying Is a little voice that doesn't think I should There's a part of you that wants to say I'm sorry And a little bit of you that knows you're right The only thing that's keeping you from trying Is a part of me that keeps you up at night You should know that you're the fire that burned the house down You should know that you're the rain that brought the flood You're the hot against the cold that makes the storm inside me bold You're my favorite drug that's driving me insane You're the fire and the rain I remember when you said that you were leaving And I told you that I wanted you to go The second time you looked back you were crying And I whispered I'd be better off alone You should know that you're the fire that burned the house down And you should know that you're the rain that brought the flood You're the hot against the cold that makes the storm inside me bold You're my favorite drug that's driving me insane You're the fire and the rain Sometimes I wish that we were strangers And I never met your friends Sometimes I wish that we could do it all again You should know that you're the fire that burned the house down You should know that you're the rain that brought the flood 
You're the heart against the cold that makes the storm inside me bold. You're my favorite drug that's driving me insane. You're the part of me that just don't feel the same. You're the fire and the rain. You're the fire and the rain. Yeah, man, that's super cool. That was a good new song, man. Yeah, man. Appreciate that. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna steal it. Yeah. <laughs> it hasn't been copyrighted yet, so you know it's it's up for grabs. Awesome. Yeah, man, that is a uh, I don't know it, it it resolves itself quite well with that lyric. You're the fire in the rain. I mean, it's yeah. When you, totally. it's it's funny. Like when you told me about it, I was like, I immediately thought like James Taylor. Yeah, you know. I guess that makes sense. I yeah. love James Taylor. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 almost what your your music is it's it is, is like an extension of, of james taylor type somebody told me last week that i sounded like if dave barnes wrote songs for john mayer and i thought that was a really good compliment yeah, so that dave, is a really good compliment yeah dave barnes is, is a phenomenal singer songwriter musician that wrote uh god gave me you actually you know blake shelton covered that and right. made it big and that was kinda, yeah right on you keep uh you keep writing songs man like this somebody else like blake shelton's gonna be covering one of yours it is a challenge to write things that are still authentic, but also that you, it's the kind of song that you'd want to hear on the radio. And I, you know, I'm not really a bro country kind of guy, uh -huh. Florida, Georgia line, mm -mm. you know, not nothing against what they're doing as this place. <clears throat> I don't know if you guys have ever heard, um, the all country sounds, all, all country songs sound alike. Uh, little oh, clip on yes. YouTube. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's like eight songs layered over the top of one another and it just sounds like one song, uh, you know, and that, that, I think that's when you write for country music or you write for Nashville, um, there, there are a lot of musicians right now that don't have a lot of good things to say about the quality of writing that's coming out of Nashville. And I, part of the problem I think is, I say it's a problem. I mean, it's what people want. Um, you know, it's dirt roads and pickup trucks. Exactly. And, yeah. um, and so the natural inclination when you start to write for country music is to kind of go there. And so it's, you know, that's hard for me to even think about going there because that's so far off of the, the path of what I would normally write. Um, so some of the stuff I've been working on is, I would say more in the vein of Brad Paisley and some of the guys, um, Sturgill Simpson, you know, Jamie Johnson, those kind of right. guys where I think, I think that part of country music is still very much alive and there's, oh, there's, there's a piece that people want to hear when it, you know, of country music that, that resonates, but is still fun to listen to. Right. Growing up, uh, our grandfather listened to, you know, old school country. And of course we saw like the reign of, of Garth Brooks, you know, and that whole thing, which kind of ushered in, you know, a lot of some of the, the changes that have continued to to take hold, um, yeah. you know, over time up until now. And, you know, it's like, I don't, I, I can't throw any shade at a, at someone who, who knows what they're doing and, and is good at their business. You know, I really can't. Um, I think that, that sometimes we look at it and we say, well, you know, we, we see some of the quality work that came out years ago and that was popular and we saw its popularity. And as musicians, a lot of times uh, we, we, we see it and we say, man, you know, why, why is it taking such a shift to this point where there are so many things that sound, you know, just alike? I mean, if, like, if, you, if you listen to, to rock stations a lot of times, you know, like the, a lot of the national rock bands that are doing a lot of things, I mean, it's like many variations of Imagine Dragons. I think I had this point made to me the other day. But um, but it is it's it, you know it's a lot of electronic influence, uh, which nothing wrong with electronic music. I mean I I think I think all music has its way his, its vein and its reason, um, and we're just kind of living through various shifts and and changes of balance. Yeah, there's a a group called Illinium. I don't know if you guys have heard of them, but um, that their song "Crawl Out of Love" won the International Songwriters Competition this year, and it is amazing. It's such a good song, and it, I would almost put it in the EDM category. And uh, I mean, I was obsessed with it for a couple of days. You know, like there's definitely a place um, for music like that. I um, I think the problem that I have with country music that's on the radio today is it doesn't really carry any weight. 
a lot of times. Um, and I think of, there are songs like um, uh, The House That Built Me, you know, is one that comes to mind. It's, I mean, that's like, I can't hear that song without having like a serious emotional response to yeah. it. You know, yeah, it's just yeah. one of those songs. Um, and there, there are artists in Nashville, I think, who are producing that kind of music. But then a lot of it just sounds canned and and it's very shallow and um i, I mean it's fun well, it ca- carries a hook yeah it's fun for a there's key words there for that almost every song uses oh, yeah. you know and, and melodies you know when, when you can't you know when you can't get a song out of your head yeah i mean yeah, and that's part that, of it i mean I, I, I do think that's sure. part of commercial success in, in nashville is just being memorable um but i as a singer songwriter you know i think the challenge is how do I be memorable, but still be me? And it is, it is difficult, but it's fun. And I'm really enjoying kind of going this new direction with the music. So it just takes, you know, a lot of chiseling, you know, I mean, just playing it over and over, finding your craft, finding your direction, your definition, all that over and over. I mean, uh, we've been doing it for, I don't know. He's been doing it longer than I have really, as far as like trying to, you know, put put yourself in a box in a way and and and, and package it and sell it. You know, and um, but it, it's just like a never ending process. You know, Con- complete evolution almost of your of, of what you may have thought in the beginning. You know, I'll, I'll say I remember when I first heard um, Jonathan Singleton do his version of "Why Don't We Just Dance" or is that the what's the name of that song? Is that the right name of the song? "Why Don't We Just Dance." Uh, it was picked up by Josh Turner, I think. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure. Well, why don't we just dance? Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, I, when I heard him do that song, it was like a complete 180 in a way. The song's good anyway. Uh, it's, it's you know, when when it was put out and it was on the radio, I was like, okay, there's kind of a return to a, a different type of more country feel, you know, for, for a popular country song. I, I really enjoyed it. And then when I heard Singleton do it, I'm like, it's the authenticity just, you know, tripled of, of the, the feel of the yeah, song. You absolutely. Should, you should check that out. It's, it's really yeah, good. Yeah, I will. But, um, but yeah, I, I think that's, that's important. You know, like you were talking about putting your, your, yourself into a box. Um, and a lot of people say, I don't, I don't want to be boxed in on, on what I'm doing. But in a way, that's kind of what you do when you create a band or you create an artist spot even if you even if part of what you are is not in a box you're kind of setting the tone the band you know the, yeah. that that's what you are so yeah that's what you do and and a lot of times you know you can see bands who who are all over the spectrum and are very intricate and do all kinds of different things right and they do that on this album they come out with a blues album and see what their fans think about that shift and you're going to have a lot of naysayers and a lot of you know this and that and it's like well yeah, because you did have a box, even though your box was getting outside the box. Mm-hmm. You still had your own. I don't mind the idea of being in a box as long as people want to open it. That's right. Yeah, Absolutely. That's, right. Yeah, yeah. that's the main. I think that's the, that's the main point for sure. So uh, what what you got next? Yeah. Um, well, it's kind of funny. This the next song um, is called "Kiss Me Like You Miss Me," and it's one of those that I I felt like. Um, it's kind of catchy. I mean, hopefully you can tell me what you think about it, but the real funny part of it is I just finished it about 15 minutes before this thing started. Cause there was a part at the end that I just wasn't crazy about. <clears throat> and so I rewrote part of it and, um, I have no idea if I'm going to be able to do it without messing it up, but I'm going to try. So this is kiss me like you miss me. That I could change your mind I used to think that we would build a home But every time I watch you drive away I fall apart Then I hate myself for hanging on so long I tried to find someone Who understands me like you do And I try to close my eyes and just pretend But between the way you kissed me and the way you held my hand Everything I feel about you starts again 
So I wait beside my phone till it's you When I open up the door I want you to Kiss me like you miss me Hold me like you never Knew that you were leaving When we talked about forever Tell me that you love me And we'll fall asleep together and When I wake up in my bed And you're not there I'm gonna fall apart again But I don't care Just kiss me like you miss me pictures that we took down by the lake and I gave away the bracelet that I wore that shirt that you forgot to take last time you were here well it doesn't smell like you do anymore but I still wait beside my phone until it's you when I open up the door I want you to Kiss me like you miss me Hold me like you never Knew that you were leaving When we talked about forever Tell me that you love me And we'll fall asleep together but When I wake up in my bed You're not there I'm gonna fall apart again But I don't care you love me and we'll fall asleep together and when I wake up in my bed you're not there I'm gonna fall apart again but I don't care kiss me like you miss me kiss me like you miss me pretty good for just writing it well that's that's a little bit of a misinterpretation i think uh, <clears throat> i rewrote the a little bit of the course in the bridge so i just finished it i should right say on, right yeah. on right on. So, well still yeah it, it sounds like you've got you know i don't know I, I think that's very cool a lot of times when i finish a song i think when we finish a song it, it takes time to figure out all the little special little inflections vocally that i want to do um, and it, it sounds like you've already got that figured out. That's What's what especially fun trying to, you know, clear my, all this, uh, <clears throat> right. from these allergies <laughs> and it, during the song. So, um, the good thing I've got somebody like Josh over here that can make it sound good anyways. Never know. Auto tune yeah. me, baby. <laughs> See, I, I, I try not to use auto tune. That's why I, I like when people like you come in and, and yeah, I don't even have to use it anyway. So <laughs> oh, that's flattering. <laughs> I have to use it on myself more than anything. I'm like, I'm like, you better use it on me. <laughs> okay, uh, I'll pay extra for it too. <laughs> so I really appreciate you guys, you know, bringing me on the podcast. Man, it's a lot absolutely, of fun. it's our pleasure coming. to have you. Um, uh, we um, so those are two new songs you've just done for mm -hmm. us, correct? Yeah. yeah. And those are, are those the two you're, you're trying to get in and work on, or did you? Yeah, have... there's there's a couple more. I mean, I wrote one about my daughter called "This Little Girl," which I think is kind of catchy, um, and then one that I'm actually working on right now. Nobody's ever heard it um, except me. Uh, it's not finished. I've got the first couple of choruses, and I mean the first couple of verses and the chorus written, and it's it's kind of interesting. It's called "I Want to See You," and the the idea of the song it starts off and it, it talks about 
you know, I have to move your hair dryer to brush my teeth. And it says kind of 15 tubes of lipstick and seven shades of pink, you know? So this, the idea is like, there's this whole process and, and I definitely had my wife in mind when I wrote this and there's a whole process of her, um, you know, sort of putting on beauty face. And I think that's kind of what inspired me to write the song is there's a, a beauty face filter on my phone. And, you know, sometimes it, I'm not sure how it turns itself on probably when I'm taking all those selfies, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. And, <clears throat> but Mine I too. yeah, exactly. And I, you know, I look at it and I, I'm just thinking, I, man, I look pretty, but that's not really me. You know, I've got a few <laughs> little blemishes and age spots. Whatever, man. It's totally me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It looks, does look, yeah. You look like you have beauty face on. You walk around <laughs> beauty face. I'm like, did, did, did they just put a filter like in reality? bro? <laughs> this is VR at the next level. <laughs> yeah. It's just Steven beauty face. <clears throat> if you do that whole Snapchat dog tongue hanging out thing with right. ears wagging i'm gonna really be impressed so <laughs> you'd be I'm surprised wonder, wonder wonder what you put in this tea you'd be surprised. <laughs> i thought you said it was hibiscus <laughs> that's all it is man that's all it is <laughs> oh man you have no idea <laughs> yeah, you have absolutely no idea so i'm gonna hang around a little after this podcast <laughs> you should you should don't try it yeah that's right so, uh couches for napping that's right. Hey, both of them are super comfortable, let me tell you. The last song that I'm going to do today um, is one that I've saved for last because it's very difficult to sing. And I usually, by the, by the end of the song, my guitar is usually out of tune and my voice is usually out of tune. And so, you know, I'm going to, I always have to save this song for last. I love it. And I'll, you know, but yeah, it's, it's one of those that's a little difficult to sing. What's it called? It's called I'm All Right. Um, I actually wrote the song. Uh, and I feel like I feel like I'm talking about the songs too much. I hope not. No, it's totally okay. Yeah, so I actually wrote the song originally, and it it sounded completely different. And the idea of the song, um, and I, you know, this is kind of vulnerable, and I'm not sure that he would want me to say this, but when my brother came back from Iraq, it was and it was just a difficult time for him. He did a couple tours, and he came to visit me when I lived up in Bradford, and it was a weird weekend because it just kind of felt like. You know, I didn't 100% know the person that was there. I mean, it was him, but I could just tell that he was still just disconnected a little bit. And um, it was really hard for me because there just wasn't much I could do. And I I remember afterwards, you know, I, he's a strong, really strong person. I knew he'd be okay. I mean, I had that feeling that he would be okay. But, you know, thinking back, that was a really kind of emotionally um, intense time for me, just, you know, having a brother that I really cared about that seemed like he was a little bit different person and it kind of it kind of gives you a little bit of a different um ask I, I guess it gives you a little bit of a different perspective on war you know and just how hard it is on people and i think to hear him tell some of the stories i just think that i don't know how he sleeps sometimes you know right um but yeah the, so the song that i wrote was actually written for him, um, with him in mind. And it was, it was a cheesy country sounding song and it's not that anymore at all, but I'm really proud of it. So yeah. All right. Oh yeah. Let's hear it. Okay. Great. My younger self would have known what I know now That I'm not the guy they think I am in normal town If I had my way, I'd probably burn this whole place down 
something just to feel like I'm still alive. Just to feel something to feel like I'm still alive. But I'm alright. I'm alright. It's not that I like to be somebody who whispers to you when I lost my way It's not that I believe that I can get to other shows on my own I'm just trying to convince myself to stay Like I'm growing old. Oh, I feel like I'm growing old. Wish my younger self would have known what I know now. That I'm not the guy they think I am in normal town. If I had my way, I'd probably burn this down just to feel something just to feel like I'm still alive just to feel something to feel like I'm still alive I'm alright I'm alright I'm I think that's probably my new favorite one. Yeah? Yeah. You like it? I, yeah, I really like that song. Cool. Yeah, a lot. I like it too. It's hard to sing. It's just those, you know, and I can't go any lower. I'm already half step down, so I just got to roll with it, you know? No, it sounds good though. I mean, it's a, you get in the studio and get that down, man. Uh, man, I heard so much in my head. Um, yeah. 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 Awesome. A lot, a lot of good work can happen with that song. A lot of good work can happen with a lot of the, you know, with all your stuff, really. Uh, just, that that song, I think there was one on the EP that's kind of got that. It's a little more upbeat. It's a, I think it's a strummer, you know, rather than a, a finger picking song. And uh, I liked it a lot, you know, listening to it. I, really, I always, I like that song a lot. I like this one more now. Yeah. I like this one better. This is one of my favorites too. Not a lot of people have heard it, so I like it a lot. It's and you said it at first. It was like a generic country feel. Oh yeah, it and was, it's completely gone. Yeah, there's nothing country about that. No, no, not at all. Yeah, but I kind of like that. Yeah, I think I think that it's, I think that's something else that you can hit on. You can you can take so many different songs and just depending on how you present it, you know, it it can be a a a country song. It can be a deep country song. It can be a a pop country song, or it can be a rock song or a, a a soft rock song. You know what I mean? It's just you know turn it into a you know jazz song. I'm just saying. That that it, sometimes I, I do this myself, where where I kind of close off my mind when I'm writing to different possibilities because I'm I'm just thinking that this is supposed to be in this specific thing, mm-hmm. you know, and and I you know you can easily take what you're doing and put it in a different presentation and it sounds like another genre. So I, I, last week I was looking at uh, I was actually in Nashville, you know, and this competition was going on and I'm looking at Billboard top 20 country songs and number two is featuring ludicrous and i was like i think that's what my music is missing i need, a, I need some hip hop in my life yeah you really need if you don't get ludo then you're gonna have it's a, it's I like a, it yeah a bit of a setback so i think um i'm gonna need some if we do this track in the studio here i'm gonna need somebody to 
do the the digital effects, and then uh-huh. I need Stephen to lay down some rap there. Oh, the, he's got the, you the, yeah. yeah, yeah. I got you. I got all your um sayings and earprints. <laughs> so the whole time that I could just see you in your head, you were coming up with yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I would. I got bars. <laughs> on bars for this song already. I woke up Chris Breezy, right? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I, I, I had my first encounter with, with that song. So tell everybody where they can get your music. Yeah. Um, well, you can come down here to North Star Studios and, you know, steal it off of Josh's computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the first. <laughs> Just try That's it. probably the least, you know, safe option. Guaranteed. Um this back door doesn't even stay locked, right? You just come right in. Uh, yeah. uh, so it's available on iTunes, Spotify. You know, every listen gets about a penny, I think. So it a adds third up. of one. A third actually. of a penny? Yeah. Well, I saw, I saw some decimal places that I didn't really want to know. Some things some things are supposed to be changing, but we're going to find out about that coming up in the so, uh, near it, episode. Yeah, there's I've got some stuff on YouTube, uh, Facebook, Patrick O'Connor Music, um, where I'm going to be posting some, some live stuff, actually. That's kind of my goal in the near future is to do some live songs and um, post them on there. And then... Um, yeah, all the major major digital distribution platforms that should be available. And uh, you say you've got a show at the Ricochet coming up? Yes. When? Next Thursday. Next Thursday. Well, this this probably won't be out by then, but... Yeah. Um, so, it was last Thursday. <laughs> That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you do it. So, yeah. It hasn't happened yet. But it, right. it He's last, out there playing, is what we're Thursday. saying. You know, yeah. just keep, keep an eye I'll out be, for him. I'll be back in Nashville. Um, I've got a couple of uh, gigs... On the radar, uh, Westies and South Main Sounds in Memphis. So yeah, just you can go to the website. I try to keep it updated. Um, I'm sure people are tired of being bombarded by all the ads. So you know. well, I mean, hey, you just you got to keep going. You know, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's you know, shamefully put it out there. That's right. Shamefully, Shame, well, every, shame, everybody shame, says shamelessly. shamelessly. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm done with that. Shamefully, trying put it out something there. new here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna, sure. feel, I'm gonna put this out there, and I'm gonna feel really bad about yeah, it so. yeah, constantly. <laughs> and then, and then learn how to just live with it, and then it won't be nothing. Will be a big deal, right? Hey, do you guys? Do I need to do that last song again, or did you feel good about it? No, I think yeah, I think fine. you need to do it about two or three more times. We're gonna dub, you know, dub them, and then we're gonna throw a third layer that on it. Good. So you, you know, all three well, you, songs that's will just where play you rap. at the same the third time. Third layers where you're rapping, right? No, I gotta get paid for that. <laughs> <laughs> Who's getting paid? Right. I, nobody, but that's why I'm not rapping. I was told there would be tea, and I haven't even received my tea yet. So, oh well, tea is for time out, and you're about to get it. That's right. Put me in time out, man. That is such a thing for me these days. Time out. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't work. He's like, do he's you, like, all so right, you, I'll go sit in time out on my own. Do and you just get pretty restless you. in time out? No, not me. Sorry. Oh, okay. sorry. I didn't mean to allude to the wrong person. No, my two year old son. <laughs> I see. Yeah. He yeah, puts he, him, his two-year-old son puts him in timeout. I feel actually. like it most of the time yeah. that he does. So when you go to timeout, are you allowed to take electronics with you? No, 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 no. no. But they turn uh, they turn on uh, uh, PJ masks. So, so. This, is, this is one of those shower thoughts moments, you know. When I was a kid, um, the two worst things that you could do to me were put me in timeout and spank me. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. as an adult, I'm like, those don't sound so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Leave me alone right. for a Both while. things take a totally different yeah. turn. So, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, oh, I will man. totally take my time out. Did I, I think this just became PG-13. I don't know. Uh, it's okay. fine. Okay, good. Cool. Or a little bit not PG-13. Yeah, put me on cool. probation. Yeah. If you're, <laughs> it, look, if you're, if you're a kid listening to this, you know, props to you, but what are you doing? Right. But um, Where are your parents at? Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, you should be out riding your bike. Step away from the electronics. Yeah, step away from them. Back in my day, I didn't have podcasts. No, we didn't have no podcast. I ain't ever. Anyway, yeah. Once I once we started uh, realizing that we were gonna kind of ramp up and and get more episodes going, you know, I got I got really really excited because I've been doing a lot of listening to podcasts. Uh, over the past year or so, whereas when we first took this on, I really didn't listen to podcasts at all. Um, I was just like, "All right, we'll do it," you know. And um, I don't know. It's it when you when you listen to them on a regular basis, it kind of gets you more pumped up for going to do your own. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, Patrick, we appreciate you coming in. Um, I think that's all we have. We're not going to do any more, right? No, I think I that's think good. good. I'd, unless you just insisted. <clears throat> I mean. Uh, if if I had to sit here a little longer and look at Steven's beauty face, I'd be okay with it. <laughs> look, um, 
it's a gift and a blessing for you. <laughs> so. That's why we brought you in to show off Steve's beauty face. Oh, I'm honored yeah. and yeah. a little humbled. You can take some beard with you when you leave. <laughs> There's plenty to go around in this yeah. place. That's yeah. right. Well, thank you guys for having me. It's, it's been a lot of fun. For sure, Absolutely, man. man. We, we, we'll, we'll have you anytime. It was even less awkward than I thought I was going to make it. Yeah, yeah, it usually is. It usually is. We just yeah. try and make it a conversation where yeah. we're, you know, kind of making fun of each other and still wanting to hear your music and, and all these good things. And we've got we've gotten I think the last two podcasts have kind of been this way where you know, we, we set a time and and people get here and then we don't we don't do anything for like an hour. <laughs> yeah. It gives and you time. I think it almost like, you know, gives everybody a, a little bit time to breathe and relax and yeah. not be so rushed cuz marinate. There's so many times like you go in to do something like this and it's like you get in and you get out, you know. And, Sometimes you know, well, did we just do that or not? I don't, you know, hardly It's like remember. a steak. You just take it out of the fridge for about an hour before you cook it. And then it's, <laughs> yeah. Then it's all good. Yeah. Well, like I said, we, we appreciate you coming in and doing this. And uh, you can you can find this podcast, uh, TennesseeBackPorch.Podbeam.com. Uh, we're on Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, um, Hub City Radio. Like our Facebook page. We're on Facebook, Twitter. All I found the it like. on iTunes. Yeah, yeah, it's on iTunes. I forgot. Did I not say iTunes? Yeah, it's it talked bad to us. Like, I mean, you know, not not all bad, but you know, whatever. You know, don't don't feel shy. Send us a message. Send us a comment. Tell us like you us. like it. Tell us you don't. That's cool. We don't we don't mind that. You guys don't even know on the podcast how many times I had to redo a few of the lines in the song because yeah. Josh is a. Is <laughs> I'm a, not even going to edit that out. So yeah, nobody else. He's a magician. <laughs> no, but thanks again, man. Thanks, thanks again. Yep, thanks guys. It was awesome. This is the back porch. Back pool.